0: What is going on, y'all? Happy Thursday to everybody. And welcome to the Coach Cool Podcast for day four of five of this five-question format that we have been rocking out this week. And our first three guests have been absolutely incredible. And today is going to be no different in that my high school athletic director at Detroit Catholic Central, Mr. Aaron Babbitts, is getting on the horn today to chop it up, talking about perspective, perseverance, challenge, fear anxiety adversity everything in between full transparency here with mr babbitts and i very much appreciate that and i think the connection you're going to feel with this guy uh, because of his passion his emotion um, his love his influence i mean this is the dude right here y'all so make sure you guys lock it in take some notes let's get better today with this thing on the coach cool podcast episode 139 with mr aaron babbitts let's get it y'all All right, so it's time to kick this thing off today, day four of five, uh, this new five question format. And I think the guests just keep getting bigger and better as we go, Uh, maybe literally, figuratively, uh, minds, bodies, spirits, you name it. uh, We're getting this thing rocking. Nico Palzetti is no small cat, and uh, neither is our guest today in every sense of the word. So um, it is my joy, it is my pleasure. Most certainly my privilege to welcome Mr. Aaron Babbage to the Coach School Podcast today. So, Coach, thank you for your time, man. Excited to rock this thing out. And uh, we got some good stuff coming on today, so let's get it. Fired up, man. Let's go. Always a pleasure to be on. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I introduced you at the beginning here, um, but I kind of want to get it from the horse's mouth real quick. So if you can give everybody an idea of who you are, where you're from, what you got going on. Let's set it off like that and we'll go from there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, athletic director at Detroit Catholic Central High School. This is my 11th year. Even though we're in the middle of a new normal, we continue to innovate, flourish. Uh, we continue to to, uh, to dominate. We continue to spend time with our families. Um, and we just want to we want to promote uh, positivity with the kids in a time where that might be pretty tough because there's not a lot of that on TV right now. And they're not experiencing a lot of that in their lives. So, um, we want to make sure that they have a sense of, uh, of normalcy in their lives, whether it be academically, spiritually, athletically, activity wise. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing at Catholic Central. My job is the athletic director. I'm married. I have two beautiful boys, a four year old and a soon to be two year old this Saturday. I love what I do. I love the people I surround myself with. Um, I love putting positivity in my gas tank. I love probably giving more than I get it is what it is, man. And, and, uh, and that's why I love what I do and put my feet on the ground every morning. And that's me.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And um, I think you guys can probably already tell the passion that Coach Babbitt speaks with. Sure. He's been in my life since the freshman, probably eighth grade, actually. So, you know, whatever that is, 2005, 2006, what's that? Unofficially. Yeah, exactly right. Um, but always been a mainstay. And I can tell you this, the passion, um, the love, the drive, the effort. I mean, it's always been there and it continues to grow. Um, that's why I wanted to have him on today. So really excited to pop this thing off, coach. And um, we're going to hop right into it here. Question one uh, started off with the bang and I'm going to set it off like this. So when you think about the most formative times in your life, coach, maybe it's an experience. um, a person that's been in your life, um, you know, a sports season, whatever, what have you. Um, and I know you've had a lot, but if you can kind of break it down into one, maybe two most formative times of your life, experiences of your life, what have you, um, where would you kind of go with that answer?
1: I would say one of them is, is when I experienced probably one of the first major injuries of my athletic career was my senior year at Hillsdale College, partially tore my MCL. Um, I can't remember what grade it was, but they told me first game of the season, I was done eight weeks, hyperventilatingly crying on the sidelines. My dad, who's a, a pretty tough, uh, pretty tough character, as you know, yeah. um, was down there with me and, and he had tears in his eyes too and basically told his surgeon like, hey, dude, if you can't tell me how to fix my son's knee, don't touch him. Hmm. And, on a level that we were on intensity-wise, and you've been around those situations, Um, that made me realize there was really more to what I was doing than just being a a scholar-athlete. I was able to kind of give back a little bit more in the community because I had to miss a couple weeks, and that made me understand more of who I was as a young man being 21 years old at the time, so that was really formative for me. Uh, I think another time for me is uh, uh, when my parents got remarried my freshman year of high school. They got divorced when I was five. Okay. always had a very good relationship got remarried my freshman year of high school and uh, the rest is kind of history you know it it just kind of showed me that you can always uh, you can always have love for somebody it doesn't always necessarily have to be when they're around and and maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder and, and I've always been uh, a big proponent of uh, of never staying angry at somebody and, and I think my parents set that tone for me and uh, and maybe sometimes I am too forgiving to a fault but you know that's that's one of my crosses to bear, and and I think those were two huge formative moments in my life. I'm um, with you, athletically and just personally.
0: Understood. I'm with you, and that makes. Um, I think when you say it like that and you articulate it like that, it it, it makes it's no secret as to why you tick the way that you do now. That makes a lot of sense in my mind because I never heard you share that stuff before. Um, one thing I'm really you know kind of kind of high on is failure, and I think sometimes you can be purposeful in putting that in your life, whether that's by challenge. And sometimes that's by circumstance when things you really can't control are put into your life and you can either go right or you can go left, right? You see what you got in front of you and you can address it as such. That is your decision to kind of attack it how you see fit in the best light possible. Maybe not so much, what have you. Um, So let's take it back to that knee injury real quick. Obviously it happens, not something that you could control, unforeseen event. It is what it is. You know, I know it was a decently long time ago, but if you can kind of take it back a little bit to, 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 to your mentality, um, and that wasn't a jab at your age, by the way. Um, it was not, I, I swear. But take it back a little bit because, again, I've seen people go the right direction, the wrong direction, when stuff like that pops off in their life. So for you, I would very much anticipate what your answer is going to be. But kind of take us back to that. How did you decide to approach it as such? And then how did you move forward accordingly? I was pretty lucky to have good mentors around me, starting from my high school coach, Tom Mack, which
1: you know, um, as a mentor of yours, just put that, that mindset of what the mind can conceive, the body can achieve into your head. So I was upset at the time, but a- after I got hurt and we were at uh, St. Francis, I think in Illinois. Right. Uh, as soon as it happened, I was on the sideline with an ice pack, an ice pack on my knee, um, getting after my teammates because I was a captain and I didn't want to let them see that I was hurting inside and, and that my knee was hurting. Uh, because I knew that that might take their level of uh, of intensity down. And, and I'm a big proponent of that. I just, like, I can't let people know that I'm hurting, even though I might be, because I have to be the rock for them. I can hurt on my own time. Like, you know, I have other people I can lean on for that, but I got to be the rock for people that look to me as a leader. Nice. And that's the mentality I went into the injury with. I could have shut down when I felt uh, signs of depression, because I didn't know that my teammates knew I was working behind closed doors and in the dark. While they were at practice, even though I was their leader, uh, they, were out, uh, they were out sweating and bleeding and, uh, and everything else. And I was in the training room stretching and stuff like that, trying to strengthen everything, you know, um, dying to be out there with them. So I could have gone one of two ways. But when you have that mentality that you just won't be denied and won't be defeated, regardless of what it is in life, yeah. um, I think that says a lot about the person you are and, and, and you're able to
0: persevere. 100%. 100%. And You know what? I think you brought up another phenomenal point. And and, and I feel you to a sense. I don't think I have as much responsibility yet in my life as obviously you do being an AD or a father, things of that nature. But I think I kind of relate in terms of whatever I'm going through emotionally, physically, spiritually, what have you. I tend to bottle that stuff up because to me, I try to keep a bigger perspective where somebody else out there has probably got a bigger cross to bear or I need to suck it up. It is what it is. But at the same time, it's important to alleviate some of that and get that off your chest and kind of get that up out of you to, I think not suppress it and keep pushing it down. Cause that's only going to come back up even stronger eventually, but to get that stuff out and do it in a productive way. I'm still trying to navigate that process a little bit um, and not to get too deep or crazy with this stuff, but is there some stuff that you are kind of productive in doing so in those things that I'm talking about when it comes to your own stuff, cause you're so good at giving and giving advice and doing this, these different things, but you got to fill your own cup up too. Um, so how do you kind of go about that a little bit
1: I'll flat out tell kids uh mentors adults in my life friends that I love them so I fill my cup back up I fill my mm-hmm. cup up with love. you were on we, we talked we were in that zoom cast the other night and that that last word I said I asked everybody what their definition of love was the yeah. first time we've done that because you've been at every one yeah. first time we have ever asked them right so I fill my cup up with love and I fill it up with gratitude I love it
0: like it's that it, I mean, is it that simple? Really? I know, right? I know. I know it. Really it. I know. But like all this
1: stuff we get caught up in, and when it all comes down to it, like if you fill your cup up with love and gratitude, like what more is there? You get yeah. like stuff we get mad about or frustrated with or, or, you know, upset about and our feelings hurt, or if, if someone doesn't approve of what we're like, who cares? I mean, like when it all comes down to it, like it's really that simple. Yeah. so that's how I'm able to fill my cup back up. And, and I'm honest with the kids I work with, too. I think a big part of it, and you know that as well. If You asked me to send you a picture earlier, and I sent you the one of me talking at assembly. Yep. The first one I was going to send is that one I have us hugging at the state championship, right? Yeah.
0: I, but, can't be, I can't be posting that. I look, you know, you know how I look in that thing. So. You're like a baby, but that's
1: <laughs> what I said. So uh, another way I'm able to fill my cup up is that I'm brutally honest with kids and will tell them, where I hurt and how I hurt, and when I've cried or when I've struggled, and family stuff that has happened to me that's similar to what they're going through as, as young men in high school. So I put myself on their level so they understand that I'm in the, the, uh, the trenches with them, mind, body, and spirit.
0: Yep, I love it. I love it. And does that come from relationship building, number one, in terms of being able to find that connection with people? And because and, I, I heard this in the podcast the other day, is I think the telltale sign of a leader or a teacher or a man or a, a, a woman is giving somebody a hug, but still to able to tell them, tell them the truth. Right. So if they need to get their butt going. You can bring them in and tell them that, or maybe, you know, they do need a hug or slap stuff on the, like, like being real but at the same time, maintaining that relationship. Is that kind of how you approach that stuff? I mean, we have a good relationship. How many times have I sent you stuff where I thought maybe you needed straight to step up a
1: little straight or, up, like have kept it real a thousand percent. Straight so up. As a leader, you have to be comfortable with yourself enough to put yourself out there to say, John, listen, I think you could do this better because I believe in you. And, and then you see it and you're like, you know what? Okay. But that also makes you understand you can do the same to me. Mm. Right. Mm. And I ask feedback all the time, like, John, what can, what can, what do you think I can do better? Right. I'm considerably older than you, different place in my life. Like you said, you know, That's I might, on. but we both have the same stuff on our plate. It's just different meals.
0: Yeah. Mm, I love that. Two-way street. Profound. No doubt.
1: It is what it is. It is
0: what it is. is. Um, No doubt. Two-way street. Facts. Facts. i just keep it moving because I know we could rock all day with that. Um, But here we go again. Best piece of advice. Okay. Maybe you read in a book. Again, maybe it was from a coach. Maybe you taught it. It was self-taught because of an experience. What have you? Best piece of, uh, of advice in your life so far.
1: Best piece of advice I've got. How about twofold? Best piece of advice I've uh, I've gotten. Yep. Best piece of advice I could give. Okay. My mom gave me a great piece of advice and it's more of something I've lived by. She told me that, that God has always had a plan for me. So I've always kind of lived by that, mm. which I feel is, is, is twofold. Is kind of a belief, belief system for me and advice, I guess, if you, if you kind of really look at it from her. So It was just that advice that God does always have a plan for you. And I've always kind of carried that with myself and then try to push that to other people. The best advice I could give to somebody is love tough and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, We've talked a lot about like tough love. Like everybody knows what tough love is, but like love tough is completely different. Like it's about being aggressively humble at the same time as, you know, putting yourself out there and loving someone more than yourself or something more than yourself. So that's, that's my thing. Like just love tough, like put it out there, give 1000% of yourself to whatever you're doing, love your, you know, love your profession with passion, love, love your, your, your mate with passion, your children, whatever you're doing, your faith, um, your training regimen, whatever. I mean, whatever you're going to do, jump in with both feet because every morning you get up and you get to take a breath, like that's a blessing. Cause at some point we're all going to die. Yep. Yep. Like all an audition to get where we really want to be. You know what I'm saying? So Straight up. Yep. Why not just crush it from the time we wake up to the time we fall asleep?
0: I love that. And, and, and the first place I want to go is I love that piece of advice from your mom, because one thing that I'm big on, I've, I've spoken on this platform with it is optimizing yourself and maximizing your potential in regards to what God has planned for you. And again, one thing that I struggle with to be transparent is I do think I've been blessed with certain things in my life, a mentality in my life, people in my life that have put me on a certain path. And when I don't see other people sometimes almost looking like I'm looking and doing as I do and doing these different things, it kind of eats at me a little bit. I talked to my boy Trey about this on Monday where sometimes I don't know if it's pride or ego or what have you, but, you know, that's not the game. That's not it. We are all on our own path. We are all on our own journey. Grind can look different to other people. Relentless can look different to other people. Um, It doesn't have to be waking up early, staying up late, working out for five hours, studying. It doesn't have to be that. But I think what you do have to do is sit down and identify what that does look like in your life and how you want to approach it and then move forward accordingly. So again, I'm, I, I still struggle with that because, you know, it's just like, I, I, I think the reason, the, the, the true reason behind is I want people to succeed so bad. Sometimes I feel like I almost want it more for them than they want it for themselves. And it's like, I just know if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to get there. You're going to do these different things, what have you but I know I could still peel back a little bit. So with you, I know you tick like me, you work hard, you grind, you do these different things. Um, so when it comes to kind of operating and leading and seeing other people going in their own directions for the better, cause it is who they are and it's all good. Like, how do you navigate that? Because I know, I, I don't even have to ask you, I already know sometimes it's like, damn, he should be doing this, that, the other, but maybe that's not them. So like, how do you kind of navigate that process and separate yourself and your journey versus somebody else's um, kind of in, in the right way, I guess.
1: It's fun, it's funny because
0: when you talk about like where you
1: are sometimes mentally about how you see other people's leadership journey and that's really what it is like I I picture where you are at your age too and I'm like I know like r- exactly where you are yeah it frustrates the hell out of you and you're like how do you not see this like yeah. like I'm I'm giving you like it, it's not brain surgery like like come on yeah so. But as I've gotten older and I've 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 been able to step back and, and take a little bit more emotion out of stuff. Like when I was worked with you guys,
0: like I was a yeah. I'm still don't get me wrong, I'm still a lunatic. You still got it in there. Don't 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 play that game. I know it's in there.
1: <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. I've learned to love losing a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because I'm able to pick the kids up in a better way and I'm able to figure out what we did wrong or what little piece was missing. So okay. that's where I'm thrown. So Leadership to me is 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 part of that, and and it's helping other people understand. Like, okay, listen, like it's not about wins and losses. It's about kids loving what they're doing and loving each other. Mm. So that's what I have to prove to people. That's my number one goal: family first before anything else. Don't I don't don't tell me you're a great team. You could have all the D one kids in the world if you're not a family, you're not going to do anything. Mm. And it doesn't matter what sport it is. I don't care if it's esports. I don't care if you're talking about your academic team. If you don't get along next to you or the girls next to you or the employees next to you you're losing money in a company and you're not winning very much straight up right yeah leader if somebody doesn't get my vision i have to find a way to make sure that they at least have the tools to carry on their version of my vision you know what i mean absolutely so they Have to understand it a little bit they don't have to if they can't communicate it like i can i have to help them find a way to communicate it like they communicate while still getting my message across
0: i understand yeah that makes a lot of sense Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's almost like, you know, happiness looks different to everybody, right? And again, there's nothing okay. wrong with that as long as you take the time to sit down and identify what that looks like for yourself. It's, it, it, I think it's more so the people who are kind of on this path with their eyes closed trying to figure it out. Well, like, no, take a seat, identify what you want and go about it accordingly. And I think when you can help people do that, does that have to look like you want it to look like or what you think is best, maybe it's best for them but it's almost getting them to understand that perspective on, on that angle. Cause if you can do that for yourself, then I think with that growth is found you can put them on the right path and then they're off and running. So I don't know if you yeah. kind of agree with that, but I, I mean,
1: I think people have different definitions of happiness.
0: Yeah. hundred uh, percent.
1: To be totally honest, like I have no problem opening up. Like I thought I was happy for years, like straight up, like we won six state titles your senior year at high school. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I would go home by myself and have nobody to celebrate those state championships with, Mm. you know, my own family, I could call, but I was in a house by myself with, you know, two dogs, you know what I'm saying? so that's when I was like, this, is this really happiness? Got it. And then finally, you know, I, I get married and like I could come home and tell my wife about it and my kids like are coming to games and they have CC stuff on and they're running out on the field and I'm playing football in the living room and I'm like, okay, this is like what it's, this is what it's about. Like, so people are like, are you, are you doing okay during this quarantine? I'm like, I'm flourishing during this quarantine. <laughs> absolutely. Like, yeah. absolutely, I'm crushing work. I'm crushing family life. I'm, I'm staying sharp mentally and physically. Like I haven't missed a day off. I got a brand new hip. Like, Come yeah. on.
0: I love it. Did you get hip surgery? I, I got
1: hip replacement on uh, March 12th. What? You kept that low key. Okay.
0: Uh, how, how does it feel?
1: I'm already doing full squats and stuff. Oh, and kettle- damn
0: right you are. Come on now, I shouldn't have asked that question. Stupid question, not, John. I'm older than you, as you said earlier. You already know, and not that old. Eh, you know. I know it's getting up there, but ain't that old now? It ain't that old now. Um, all right. I love that. I appreciate that perspective, and I appreciate that transparency. That's money. Um, now number three, talking about your why. Probably my favorite question that I've been asking people. I think you're a macro vision. I think you're a big picture has to be established in some capacity. So then when things are presented in your life, like a quarantine or a death or an injury, what have you, if that why is big enough, you can find a way still regardless, right? Not that it's going to be easy, um, but if that thing's bigger and bold enough and it's built on the right stuff, you're probably going to be able to keep it moving regardless. So when it comes to your life and your vision and what you kind of want to get out of stuff, at least right now, um, what is your why and why is that your why?
1: like a a saying I love is that and you've probably heard it before legs feed the wolf right okay like if if you don't have a strong foundation you know what I mean you're you're not going to be able to build a house on top of that and and when we talk about legs feeding the wolf it's you know it's it's like somebody skipping leg day you know what I mean like that's like not having a strong family behind you so my why is my family got it oh if my family's strong like I might spend seven days a week in the winter working at CC or whatever I'm doing some way, shape or form going to to as many games as possible or an alumni event or what have you uh, and not be able to put the boys down to bed four out of seven nights and never be able to wake up with them um, seven nights a week or what have you. You know what I mean? Yep. Finding ways to keep that why strong. So in a, a time like this, when, when people are searching for a new normal and realizing like, Oh my family's not as strong as I thought it was now that I have to be home mm. now. And I'm like, it's just as good as I thought it was. Love it. That's, that's my why that's my, those are my legs. That's my foundation. So my why, um, big picture is my family. So yeah. I can deal with any little thing that happens along the way, because I, I can always go back to them. If for some reason I, I, you know, and I feel very blessed to work at Catholic central high school. If for some reason I couldn't work there anymore, which would break my heart yeah I know I can go back and meet on my family oh. anything that could happen to me like I said earlier and in, and you know um i'm very uh I'm afraid of death like i I don't tell a lot of people that um even though i know i'm very comfortable with that and, and and my faith and stuff like that but you know I think about my family as they grow older and, and stuff like that um I know you know eventually when uh, my mom and dad pass and, and things like that I'll be able to lean on my wife and my boys and get through it so Take it just a little bit deeper. Like you and I always do. Like if you don't have that foundation or if your why is not that strong, you're really going to struggle in times when you yeah. really, need uh, when you really need it. I mean, yeah. you better figure out what it is quickly, yeah. quickly. Yeah. At least one of them, yeah. whether it's, like you said, whether it's your, your macro, micro, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah. 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 Because to me, and I love – so everybody Co- – Coach Babbitts is doing these Zoom cast with the CC Athletic Department right now. He's opened it up to the masses, but um, he had Nick Christock on uh, this previous Monday, and the first thing that he said hit me. It, it punched me in the face, and I thought it was phenomenal. And what he said was uh, it, it was only going to take one pandemic or one situation like we're in right now to expose the faulty foundations that the majority of people build their lives on, Right. And I'm not saying I have it all figured out. Coach Babbitt sure as hell don't either. But I think it's unfortunate that it takes something like this to make us recognize that. But the, the, the reality is that it's here and it's now and it is our reality right now. So if you are shaky, if you are faulty, I'm not going to say good, but almost good in a way, because now it's giving you opportunity to reestablish that or rebuild that or build upon it, whatever, because you have to ask yourself that. And when Nick said that, um, I mean, figuratively speaking, but it punched me right in the face. And how real is that? Because again, if it's not built on the right stuff, if it's your business, or if it's Catholic Central, or if it's my, okay, it is what it is. If it's gone, am I going to be okay? I think I will be. But I had to ask myself those same questions. So I think right now, that's why I've been asking everybody on, why is your why what it is? Um, You know, I I think you got to bring the heat a little bit with that one, because if not, you got to check yourself a little bit. So. Um, I just got, I, I just got revved up there for a second, but you're I mean, fired
1: up today already. you're fired up today already.
0: I, I'm already fired up. I was, I was texting coach this morning at like 3.00 AM. So he, he's already, he, he already, he already knows what I was on today. So it is, it, it, it is what it is. Um, no, I appreciate that transparency. Again, that's big time coach. Now question four. Okay. We're talking about Aaron Babbitts. It could be today. It could be in 40 years. It could be in hundred years, what have you. If there's one word, one expression, one idea in mind that you want people to associate you with forever. It could be a noun, an adjective, a phrase, what have you. What do you want people to associate with you when they think of you and what you stand for?
1: Love them. One word. That's
0: it. Straight up. That's it. That's it. I mean, Why? Um,
1: I think it's, like I said earlier, I really think it's that simple. I mean, like, I know there's plenty of people that don't like me and I don't care like I'm going to love them anyway. Yeah. Um, I think kids nowadays, I think it's a word that's underused. Somebody posted an article like a month ago and they're like, tell your friends you love them more. And I'm like, well, I, I like hit my friends up and I was like, what? Like, they're like, they, my, like my friends are probably tired of me saying it. Yeah. Like it's every it's just, fourth word out of
0: my mouth. Yeah. For real. Yeah,
1: I yeah. But like, I don't care. Like, so, so that's my thing. Like I want people to know that I care about them, that I love them. Um, I want my family to understand how much I love them. Um, and I read a book by the Dalai Lama called the art of happiness. And he talked about how you should positively try to positively affect, someone. Even if you're only around them for one second, like, let's say you're around somebody in an elevator, you should try to positively affect them just for that one second. Say hello, smile at somebody
0: Love Do something
1: that. That small. We had a kid uh, at school that was just struggling with some stuff internally. Um, and he just wore it on his face and I was like, Hey man, why don't you try smiling? And I mean, the kid just has one of those smiles that just, you know, ear to ear and just is so just like, just lights up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and he was like, you know, he's like, I tried that when you, when you told me that. And he's like, I just instantly felt better. So it's things, little things like that. Like, I want people to understand, like, yeah, I don't man. care. You can hate on me all you want. Straight I don't up. I care about like the 10% of people in my life that I know got my back and that'll ride with me. The other 90%, I don't care what they say. that's so what it is. that 10%, they know I'm going to love them and I'm going to love them tough as hell.
0: Yep. Yep. And I think that mentality and that perspective just goes back to understanding who you are and what your foundation is. Because if you're trying to appease the masses, that's just not going to happen. And that's when I think you get a little anxious, you get a little worried, all these different things. So I think that just reaffirms what we had just talked about five minutes ago. But, you know, the the theme that I keep identifying with you right now is simplification. You're talking about loving and gratitude is different things. And it might be an oversimplification, but I think it's real. And I think it's, it's practical and it's very much doable because people like you and me, I think try to do that every single day. So when it comes to identifying things in a simple I don't know if that's a word, but I just made it one, a simplomatic matter. Have you always took like that or did that kind of formulate over time? Like did something happen where it was like, okay, I'm just going to try to simplify this stuff and make it happen in this way. Like, Why do you think you operate up top like you do in terms of simplifying that stuff? I think
1: I've been lucky to be around a lot of different people and run in a lot of different circles, probably like you have too. Yeah. So, uh, I've been able to simplify the way that I feel so that any type of person can understand it. Mm. Um, and I think that I, I don't want to say like, I'm a great leader. I know I inspire people just because I get fired up and like, I, I like, yeah. I, I feel like, like people are like, you're a great athletic director. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. Yes. But I know I give fire speeches. Like I know I'm really good at that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but to oversimplify (laughs) things, like I could throw a bunch of big words out and like stuff like that and make it sound like, you know, I'm smart and stuff. Like, you know, I went to a a very strong academic college, one of the best colleges in the country, if not, if not not the world, a very small college Hillsdale college, um, very high grade point average there, you know, but, but what is the point of that? So mm. my message needs to be something that a four-year-old, a two-year-old can understand all the way up to somebody's grandparent that comes in and doesn't understand why we cut their grandson from freshman basketball, which I deal with. Yep. Or when a, a grandparent uh, uh, yells at me after a game, yep. like they need to feel who I am and, and how simple really of a person I am as, as, uh, as intense as I am. Like you're going you're gonna, to, what, what you see is what you get. So when I'm that real with somebody, whether, you know, they're, like I said, 85 to eight, um
0: I mean it really is that simple you know so. I totally get it and I completely relate with that because you know I so I was in North Carolina for a couple of years The people listening, and I was coaching at a facility where I was quite literally coaching five-year-olds one hour and the next hour was a seven-year-old cat in the building and at first it rubbed me the wrong way because I wanted to coach these elite athletes and do these different things and whatnot but I might be oversimplifying here, but it's, all, it, it, it's easier to coach the elite cats in a way because naturally they already kind of know what they're doing. It is what it is. You can give bits and pieces. It's all good. But to me, whether it is communicating or leading or coaching or teaching, what have you, if you can teach it to a five-year-old, you win every single time because if that five-year-old can take to it, he can kind of understand it. Then I go going work with that elite athlete or that 50-year-old or whatever. You win. You win. Or maybe it's a novice cat at 60 years old, never lived it in his life but you can get him to make fine improvements, whatever. You are, a phenomenal, you are a phenomenal coach. That's the game. And if you can do that, you win. You win. So if you can communicate effectively, that's the game.
1: All I the mean, tangible
0: stuff can come with it. It is what it is. Yes. Do you feel
1: like you can do, you like you can do that? What's that? Communicate that to a five-year-old. Absolutely. And you're going to be a great father. Yeah. Because once I realized I could do that to any age level, having kids was the same thing. Mm. Like, teaching a five-year-old not to quit in a game that you're trying to teach him in a practice, you know what I'm saying? The smallest Mm. thing, teaching my four-year-old right now, not to quit when we're playing like some stupid game of catch or, you know, trying to color inside the lines of his favorite dinosaur. Mm. Same. Like I said, bro, when you talk about simplicity or the, the word that you made up, I think that really is a a word though. Um, (laughs) uh, It really is. Like when you, when you step away from it and take emotion out, yeah, it really Mm. is that simple.
0: Yep. Yep. I love that. I love that. I love it. Yeah. So you want to be a better coach? Go hang around some five-year-olds, I guess. That's why it's like, it's like, but, but, but straight up, like my mom's coaching kindergarten kids right now and she's teaching me how she's, she's connecting. And like, I take to that, like, that's just real. It matters. Like, it's so cool. Well, my, my fiance's, um, aunt coaches, I think it's or coaches teaches first grade. Same thing. I'm always asking like, how do you teach math? How do you do this? It's not about teaching math. It's a, how do you communicate it to these kids so they can take to it and like you can apply that to anything then because if they can get it, anybody else can get it. So it's like, I don't know. I love that stuff. I love, I'm watching YouTube videos, whatever. Nerd, nerding out over here. But again, that's the game to me. And if you can do that and take to it, then you win. You win every time. You win. You win. Um, perfect. Perfect. Now, last question, coach. I want this to kind of apply to what we got going on right now. This is kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing with these questions and having you guys on. Um, and it, it kind of pertains to this quarantine, this pandemic, coronavirus thing that we got going on. Um, I want you to float your own boat real quick because I know you're doing it and you're doing these things effectively. You're kind of progressing forward in the right direction. No matter your circumstance, you're doing it right now. So what's one thing that you're kind of proud of yourself for that, you know, with, with this whole situation going on, like you kind of sat down, you assessed yourself. What can I do right now to keep myself going in the right direction? What is one tactic or habit or thing that you have established that has kind of pushed people, yourself, um, or continue to help them in the right direction. And if you have any advice for people outside of this conversation that can maybe take to that and try to apply that in their own life, what would that look like too? Take
1: chances. Like, so, okay, so uh, Thursday the 12th, I go in for my surgery at noon. We were still playing hockey, uh, but with no fans, and we were still uh, doing swim and dive that weekend. Okay. Uh, no fans. Two state championships uh, we were competing for. Okay. We had very good chances at both of them. I wake up from my hip surgery and everything is shut down. The world like changed from the mm-hmm. time I, I was out to the time I woke up, new hip, new world. I'm like, okay. So honestly, like, I don't know if it was the, the, the pain medication that they gave me or <laughs> what they knocked me out with, okay. but everything flowed so easily when, I, when I, I heard stuff was shutting down and schools were shutting down because we had already met as a, an administration and talked about what we we're going to do in terms of our e-curriculum. So we were ahead of the curve. We had shut school down that Thursday when I had my hip surgery already. We had school scheduled, but shut it down because we saw what was happening in other states in other areas. So we were a little bit ahead of the curve. So when I saw that happening and I, I heard other places and schools being shut down and and I was like, All right, if I'm gonna be sitting around and they're gonna shut sports down, I can't leave my kids hanging. I can't leave our kids hanging. How am I gonna keep them engaged? Not only our kids that are student athletes, but how am I gonna keep the other kids engaged? So like my mind started going even faster than it already does. Got it. So I don't know if if it was just like because I love what I do or just because in some weird quirky way I found my plan that God had for me, like my mom always said, to tie – to bring it all back together, that the fifth question. Like just case in point too, John did not give me these ahead of time. So it's – honestly, it's crazy. It all ties back together. It felt like I was called to be the athletic director at Detroit Catholic Central during a time like this mm. um, because stuff has come so easy on how – and not, not to be um, not, not to sound no. cocky, yeah, I'm, being yeah. humble, I'm being aggressively humble because yeah. I know what I'm doing um, yep. um, and what I'm putting in. But it just came so easily that I know that, uh, that I've been called to do this. And, and this is God's plan for me, like my mom always said. So, um, And my advice to people is put yourself out there. Like, who cares? Don't send an email to somebody to check on them. Call them. Face mm. something. Like, put yourself out there. Like, I would rather see your face, like, and get intense and talk to each other and, like, feel that, like, straight up connection than, like, are you okay? Like, yeah. sure. Then I I see those three dots. Then you don't text me back for an hour and I'm upset.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Just put yourself out there. Keep, keep loving tough and, 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 and really try to simplify things in life. Not, not necessarily in just a time of a a pandemic, but like, even when we get out of this, because we're going to come out of this just as strong. So we got to remember, we all have to stick together and we're all in this together.
0: It's amazing. That's amazing. I think we will end right there. And, uh, I think we could talk for five hours if we really wanted to. But um, to everyone else out there, and, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, um, Coach Babbitt's is probably top three, top five. I can't give you top one, but I'll give you top three or top five in terms of most influential people. I know most certainly not in my life, um, in the lives of, you know, I'm going to call it thousands. Um, and he's well on his way to probably making that million. So, um, I think the stuff that you heard today, it's no secret why the success he is finding is finding him um, and that he will continue to find that, not just personally, but CC and family and whatnot. And I know you know, a good chunk of me rocks the way I do because of the mentality and the stuff that he taught me way back when and continues to teach me now. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, Coach, not to get sappy, but again, you got to tell each other you love each other more. Um, I love you, man. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for taking this time today. And I know a lot of people feel the same. So uh, much love. Keep things rocking. And uh, can't wait to see what's in moving forward. So, Love you, Coach. Thank you.
1: You're my dude, man. I love you. I appreciate it. I learned just as much from you, bro. So we just got to keep, uh, keep being
0: positive and spreading as much as we can. Two-way street. Theme of the day. Two-way street. Always. You can always learn from others. No question about it. So um, with that, I'm going to leave you guys. Happy Thursday to everybody else out there. Do, you know... Do, Let's put it like this, do something positive, not only for yourself, but for somebody else out there too. It always, to me, has to start with you first and foremost, because if you're not right, then you're going to kind of transcend that to other people as well. So get yourself right today, first and foremost, and then put that on other people too. So um, let's go with that today as our, as our parting words, but I um, appreciate you guys. been a phenomenal week. Got a fantastic guest in Blair White tomorrow, one of my idols growing up. Um, so looking forward to that conversation and we'll keep this ball rolling, okay? So, Coach, appreciate you. Everyone else, appreciate you guys, and have a great night. Coach Coob. Hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and just listening to the podcast in general. It means the absolute world to me that you guys choose to take time out of your day and your busy lives to listen to me and the perspectives that I offer and the challenges that I give out and the conversations with the guests that I have on this show. And I very much hope it's bringing some sort of value into your life and you're finding benefit from these conversations and from these perspectives. And if you are one of those people, whether you've listened once or you've listened to all the episodes, um, I'm going to ask you right now, if you feel so compelled to leave a rating and to leave a review, whether it's on Apple podcast or Spotify, or however you choose to listen to this show, um, I would very much appreciate that because that's how growth happens. That's how I can continue to learn and um, understand this thing from your guys' ears, not just my mouth, but make this thing more of a two-way street. And the more ratings and the more reviews we get, the bigger growth we can find and the more people we can reach with this thing as well. So, um, again, if you feel so compelled, if you feel like this thing has brought value, I would very much appreciate that. Okay. Uh, But with that, I'm going to leave you guys for the day. And as always, I really, really appreciate you guys. And God bless. Coach Koo.